The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 31, Connecting and Serving Through Belly Dancing. Hi there, and welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so happy that you joined me. I am Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, and this happens to be one of those weeks again, where I get to bring you another amazing creative mind who is connected to this beautiful art of dance, who shares her story, her ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. Coming up in our Step to Success segment, never open an email from a stranger again. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, the power of making things up as you go along. In our Freestyle Flow segment, sleep as a problem-solving tool. And last but not least, in our feature presentation, connecting and serving through belly dancing. Hey there, I'm so glad you're here. I'm Gina Chanel, health and personal coach from GinaChanel.com. And you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with the lovely Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Advertising is everywhere, and a lot of the times we've just learned to ignore it, and it's certainly the case in your Gmail inbox if you use Gmail. And today's Step to Success is a tool called Reportive, and you can find a link in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 031. And Reportive replaces those ads on the right side of your Gmail inbox with information about your contact. It's really cool. You get to see what they have on LinkedIn, see how you can connect with them. You could see where they're at and other colleagues that you have in common with. It's a really great tool. It's free. It's cool to see the other social profiles that they're on. And then you can also connect with them within your Gmail inbox without even having to leave your inbox. So that saves time and also allows you to connect quicker. It's more refreshing to see information about your contact as opposed to some random ads that either you ignore or just don't make any difference. I love this tool and I think you will too. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The dancer's dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. As an artist or as an entrepreneur, I think it's such a beautiful and gratifying thing when you are in the process of creating something out of nothing. And today's word in the dancer's dialect has to do exactly with that, and that is improvisation or improv for short. Improv is the process of spontaneously creating movement. I've recently started taking a dance improvisation class, and I have to tell you, I am absolutely in love with it. I love that there is structure, that there are guidelines, but there is total freedom and total creativity that can happen within the structure and the guidelines. 
In contrast, I've been taking a freestyle class for a while now, and that class is more loosely structured. There aren't really guidelines in terms of how to approach the movement, but if there are, then that isn't really communicated. It's more like you need to figure that out for yourself. So that's been a process for me and something, of course, I'm continuing to learn in both classes. And I really like that I'm in both classes. They both provide different enriching perspectives on the beauty of creating movement. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? problem solving. That's probably on everybody's mind. We're always looking to solve a problem. I like to phrase it as solving challenges, looking for solutions to solve challenges. The answer to your problems may be found in your dreams. During sleep, dreams may offer solutions to difficulties within a week after the trouble starts. Researchers say. I've linked an article on a study in the show notes. It's from WebMD and you can find it at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 031. And what was done, there was a study with 470 Canadian undergraduate psychology students who recorded their dreams for a week. They rated how well they recalled their dreams and then also their dreams intensity, emotions and impact. And then the next week, they took a closer look at their most recent recalled dream and they took note of any connections they found, any events and things that led up to a week before the dream. And then they rated their confidence in recalling the event and then the extent of the association between the event and the dream. And then so it goes on to talk about this. And what they concluded is that the dreams really do try to offer solutions. So the next time you need to solve a challenge, sleep on it. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. It's interesting the places that you meet people and certain connections that you have immediately when you first meet a person. And my next guest, I'm so thrilled to be bringing her. I'm, you know, I'm just thrilled to be bringing you these amazing entrepreneurs who are connected to dance and just the wealth of knowledge and experiences they have to share is so priceless. And I, again, feel it's such an honor for me to be able to have these conversations with these amazing people. And so my next guest, her name is Gina Chanel, and she is a transformation coach. She's also a health and fitness coach. So I feel that that's all interrelated. All of those things, they all work in tandem to create the life that you want to create. And she's also a belly dance instructor. And the funny thing is we met via Periscope. Yes, we met via Periscope, the hot new thing now, you know, owned by Twitter. And I'm still kind of back and forth on it. But we both happened to be on a scope with a mutual friend of ours. And I thought, you know what? She's really cool. And I think I tuned into one of her scopes. Oh, I remember. It was when she was sharing this amazing book that we both love, tied in how this book and the concepts in this book about tidying up have to do with your fitness. And I thought that was such an important thing to bring up because people don't think about their surroundings and their environment affecting the way they may want to lose weight or get fit or 
develop a new habit. So I really appreciated that she went into this book, first of all, because I love the book. Secondly, I loved her demeanor and the way she was on video. She's very likable. And she gives off the aura of trust and just being in your corner. And I love people that have that encouraging demeanor about them. So without any further ado, welcome, Gina. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Wow. Thank. Are you sure you're talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I want to meet her. Well, I'm so happy that there was Periscope. I mean, as, as you know, I've been kind of going back and forth on it. But that, you know, to meet people that you normally would not have met. It's pretty amazing that you can engage so quickly. And with that platform, you can sense right off, okay, I want to be friends with this person, or I want to learn more about what they have to offer. So which is why I asked you to be on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So exciting. I'm so uh, excited to get into these questions. How did you start off as a fitness coach and then incorporating the belly dancing into your programs? Did you start off with belly dancing? Did you start off with just fitness training or dance training? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite topics. So belly dance was first. Belly dance was absolutely first. I never planned on belly dance. I had never even seen belly dance until a friend convinced me to go see it being performed one night. and. Um, and so I saw it that night. I saw two women performing and I was hooked, just hooked. I just went, ran forward with it and haven't turned back, haven't looked back since then. Um, there was just this confidence and this beauty and this femininity and this fierceness, this power all wrapped into one. And I thought, I literally thought this in it. I thought I was watching them and I thought if I can feel what those women are feeling for five minutes in my life. I could die happy. <laughs> it was just, it just was this, you know, electric connection. So, um, so yeah, I ran with it. So definitely belly dance was first and, uh, fitness came, the fitness instruction, not that, you know, I didn't care about being fit, but it, that, that came as far as fitness instruction came afterwards. And it was a little bit out of just, listening to what was needed and necessity, really. I mean, that's the that's the short answer. And what happened exactly was I relocated from San Francisco to Tucson. And when I moved to Tucson, my husband and I went just kind of blindly. We just said, we just need a new place. We need a fresh start. We're going to go somewhere else. And we uh, went to Tucson. I, to tell you the truth, thought, okay, I guess I'm done with this dance thing that I'm doing. I love it. But you know, who knows what's, what's waiting for me in Tucson. And, uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. Dance just it flourished even more there. And the, uh, the instruction was uh, people were asking for it. People, I, it just, it hit me because I thought, Oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm closing this chapter as far as performing and, you know, and teaching and that sort of thing. And it was sort of with a heavy heart, but I, you know, at sometimes you have to do what's best for your family and put that first for at least a little while and to get through to the next next phase. And so that's sort of where I was. And lo and behold, I just was surprised that when I landed um, after a performance there, I got requests from all over the place to, to or asking if I was going to start teaching. So I did. I started teaching belly dance there. And then slowly I incorporated um, the fitness because I was because I was new in town. I was looking for other other, you know, business opportunities. And I don't want to say business opportunities, but I was looking for a job to be quite frank with you, you know, and I wasn't going to do a nine to five. 
And um, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, with nine to five, but I was looking for something a little bit more um, that I could kind of, you know, arrange my own hours and, and come and go as I please. And fitness was the natural, perfect fit, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> That's great. It's amazing with dance. And I find this common with dancers and people that love dance is that it's instant, like anything you love, it's like, wow, it just catches you. It, it just gets you right away. And you think, oh my goodness, I want to do this. I know you said you didn't want to work a nine to five necessarily. So you started your entrepreneurial journey at that time then after you started teaching and doing that sort of thing. And um, you want to talk about that and, and, and some of the struggles that you've encountered in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I didn't know that's what I was doing in it. I didn't know that's what it was. You know, I, I think it was not until I looked behind me, you know, what, what I what I was able to create or do or or have a part in that I realized like, oh, I guess I'm a I'm a business person kind of. <laughs> I think that's what I just did. <laughs> you know, because I was so focused on doing what I love to do and it was just natural. Um so so yeah, so it wasn't like I set out to, um, to, I guess if I did anything right, it was that, right? I, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur. It just sort of, that's what it became. And that's what happened. Hmm. And that's how I was able to fill my schedule eventually with, you know, anywhere between seven to 10 classes a week and uh, private lessons and directing a small dance company and performing. And it all just sort of, sort of hustled a lot, you know, and did it. But everything I did, I loved. It was great. Um, so it, it, not that it was easy, but it was, but I loved doing it. Uh, so yeah, it took me a while to realize, oh, this is, yeah, I'm getting paid to do this. So this is, uh, I guess being an entrepreneur, um, and, and the, the struggles that come with that, you know, well, where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like struggles. Oh yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, oh yeah, that is the story. It is struggle, but it's so rewarding. And I think you brought up a really important point is that you love what you do. You, you said, like you said, you, it's, it was work and it wasn't easy, but you loved it. I did. Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I loved it. And as long, this is what I've found then that was very clear to me immediately. And I need to, and I always need to keep going back to today every day is as long as I'm focused on that part of it, the struggles don't feel like struggles. They feel just like lessons and experiments and, and makes it so much easier to go on. Right. Like, Oh, experiments, you know, you either fail or you, they, they either work out in one direction or you don't not necessarily a failure, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, the, the struggles are, are more like, like lessons. But the thing that I was just saying that I kind of sidetracked here is, um, the thing that helps me is to stay focused on one, that I love it, and two, who I'm connecting with and who I'm serving. As long as I'm thinking about that first, everything else sort of falls into place or doesn't seem as difficult, doesn't become as challenging. I just, I don't care as much. You know, it doesn't take, drain me. Uh, because as long as I'm putting my, my, uh, student first, or as long as I'm putting my client first and I'm thinking of ways of, that I can serve them, everything else seems to fall into place and work out. If you don't mind me asking, um, were, are the struggles more with the, the running of your business or working with certain clients? If you don't mind 
elaborating on that? I could definitely get specific. I mean, you know, I think everybody's probably gone through this, you know, the whole imposter syndrome, (laughs) you know, the whole like, well, who am I to do this? I'm not doing it the best. I'm definitely not the best one out there. I'm not the expert. I'm not the guru. Who's going to listen to me? What if they ask me something I don't know? As soon as I going start going into that, that space, it starts spiraling downward. And so that's why I say I need to, need to keep focused on why, I, why I'm doing it and who I'm doing this for. Um, you know, imposter syndrome, just the fear of putting yourself out there. That's scary. I mean, you and I met through Periscope. I was shaking. I was shaking my in my boots. My voice was shaking and you know, it was scary. Um so putting yourself out there is just scary, but that's where you grow, right? That's right. just outside your comfort zone. That's where that magic is going to happen. Other difficulties. It's it's never been, you know, people. I think there's always a way around that, especially when you're my my goal is to connect with them, to connect, to serve, to help, and there's always a way to smooth over any sort of challenges that come up. So it's it's never been that sort of struggle. And I think the struggles change depending on where you're at in life. You know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, it may have been maybe self-confidence or self-esteem or I don't have time. Now it's mama guilt. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, now it's mom. I have a beautiful five-year-old daughter. And it, if I'm not spending time with her, I feel guilty. And when I'm spending time with her, I feel like I should be working on work. And it's, you know, it, sometimes it, it's just like, oh, when do I, when do I not feel guilty? You know, when do I, so I need to remember again, you know, and I need to balance. That's definitely a, a balance which you know, because you have, you have a son, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The family dynamics of mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur with your belly dance bootcamp class. Did you have a marketing strategy that you were going in with? Did that develop as you were, like you said, oh, I'm building a business around what I love. How, how are you marketing your business? Well, the the belly dance boot camp specifically is a is a has changed a little bit um, in that when I first started offering belly dance boot camp, it was actually a two day weekend, two full days of moving and um, sweating, and so you know filled studios with. 20, 30, 40 women. And we had different sessions and we had musicians. I had musicians come in and do certain segments. And then there was movement and then there was drills and there, you know, a little bit of everything. And that I did that for two, three years in a row, you know, life changes and we move relocated again and that sort of thing. And so back then the belly dance boot camp was really geared towards dancers that were already in that community, the belly dancers. Um, that were already familiar with it. And now I realized when I moved back to my home state of Oregon and uh, recently, uh, and I started to offer classes, I thought, I'm going to offer the belly dance boot camp just to anybody, no dance experience required, because the boot camp is attractive to people that want to come and get a workout. And, the, and it makes belly dance less scary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It makes it less intimidating because the first thing I hear from everybody when I say I teach belly dance, oh, I could never do that. 
Oh, I could never be as graceful. Oh, I couldn't move that way. Oh, that looks hard. So I thought, well, let's balance it out with some fitness. Let's balance it out with some boot camp. They're familiar with that, you know, with the whole CrossFit movement and everything. The, the whole boot camp is very familiar to everybody and it makes it less intimidating and makes it more approachable, which I love because I think everybody should try belly dancing at least once, at least once. So yeah, that's how that has evolved. And uh, as far as like the real nuts and bolts and marketing in my class, I'm telling you, uh, because I'm newish in the area, it is like a grassroots hit in the pavement effort. Everything from because it's a local class, flyers and online and, you know, and networking and meeting people and talking about it. And, um, and yeah, and slowly, slowly, you know, getting up there. I live in a very small town. So the good thing about that is that it's uh, word travels pretty fast. And at the same time, the small town is very, very active in outdoor sports. A lot of people just want to be outside. <laughs> a lot of people want to be out windsurfing or kiteboarding or cycling or, you know, and I don't blame them. <laughs> I want to be outside too, outside too. So right now I'm learning the, 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 the pulse of the town, you know, of the activity. That's what I'm learning and kind of going with the flow of the town and whatever works for people here. That's, that's where I'm paying attention and going. Yeah. So it's, I'm, you know, I don't, I wouldn't call it a struggle. It's just, I'm, I'm going with it. I'm going with the flow here. As far as that, that's the nuts and bolts of the, of the marketing of the class. Are you finding a more common demographic in your classes and with your private clients? Yes and no. Let me tell you about belly dance. One of the pluses, one of the bonuses, the beauty of belly dance is that there is no minimum or maximum. And that was one of my favorite things about teaching belly dance is that on any given day, you could have walked into one of my classes and have somebody that's nine years old and somebody that's 65 or older. And it is so rare and so infrequent to have that range of age of ages in one room nowadays. You know, you're either in a 21 and over place or an 18 and over place, or you're hanging out with the moms and the toddlers at a play date at a park or something. You <laughs> yes, know? yes. And and so and so to to see all these women together, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to better ourselves. We're all trying to learn the same thing, moving literally together breathing together, sharing together is magical. I mean, nothing short of magical is, you know, incredible. So, so belly dance does attract all ages. Um, you know, some girls are gutsy and they, and they just say, well, yeah, I want to move there. I, I want to move like that. And then I've got older women that come to, to my class that say, wow, I've never moved like that, but I would really like to just at least try, you know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And as far as private clients, they tend to know what they want. And so they're a little bit older and they, they're, they're a little bit more focused, you know, and want some specific things and want to advance in certain specific ways. So they tend to be, um, a little bit older, but you know, I'm open to working with everybody. Well, that's really exciting that you can have a class where you have that range. And I love the way you described about living, breathing, moving as one. And I just, I could see that just as you were describing it. So it just, it was beautiful the way you described mm. it. And I'm sure that that's the experience that they get, which is why they come to you. Just even you talking about it, I'm like, now I want to try it. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know what, what the added bonus to this, that 
nobody expects, but it just happens all on its own is, and this I could cry over, is the community that is built slowly. So somebody can come in that, you know, this has happened before where somebody comes in, they're new in town, but they know they like belly dancing. So they come to one of my classes and I kid you not, you know, six months to a year to two years later, they, they've made all their friends from that class or from that community and their best buddies. And I'm so happy that they met in belly dance class, you know, and they love each other and they support each other. And yeah, the, the community itself is very inclusive, very like body positive. Oh, um, that's awesome. Very, because it, it goes across such a range of ages and shapes and sizes and experience. You know, people come in where that is the first time they set foot on a studio dance floor. You know, uh, incredible, incredible experience. It just sounds so fulfilling. I mean, just the artistic aspect of dance as it is. I mean, just what it does for you emotionally and spiritually and physically. And then you see that translated into your students and clients. And that's just got to be so gratifying. It is. It is. And that's, and that's why I, uh, you know, went in the direction of coaching because I realized, yeah, performing is fun, putting on the costume, being, you know, the, in the spotlight and it, that's all fun, but, and, and it, and it continues to be fun, you know, but where, where I, what I really love about what I do is watching that transformation, watching that person come in and on day one, not even go to the back of the classroom because they don't even want to look at themselves in the mirror because they've never done this to fast forward six, eight months later in the spotlight at a dance recital that, you know, we've put together and they're so excited to show off their new costume and show off their new moves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so much fun. That's awesome. That is just, (laughs) I mean, that's huge because, you know, when people think transformation, people are looking for transformation, but I think you don't realize until you've gone through that process. Wow. What an incredible gift that you've given to someone and what an incredible gift to receive that and see that in action. So uh, it just, it's awesome. It's awesome what you're doing, Gina. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I have a tiny part in, I'm just so glad I'm there to to see it. It's a lot of fun and I want to see a whole lot more of it too. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's talk a little bit more about the fitness thing and um, something I found out that you're doing that I would love for you to talk to everyone about is the unique fitness challenge of visiting the different parks in your area and doing different exercises. You want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a funny story. Um, I want to say last year in July, uh, my husband and I went to one of the, the, the state parks here to buy a park pass because you need a park pass to park, you know, at certain passes, uh, parks in the area. And he bought it specifically because he goes windsurfing. And so he needs that little pass. So I was looking at the pass and I was reading about it and looking through the booklet and just, you know, I was just along for the ride and I'm looking at it and I say, oh, this is good for two years. And I'm looking through the booklet and I'm realizing, oh my goodness, so many places in Oregon that I've never gone. And I thought, wouldn't it be, and I'm thinking out loud, this is my problem. I think out loud too often. (laughs) Thinking out loud, I said, I wonder if you could visit every single Oregon State Park within the two-year pass limit. And he looked at me. He says, that's crazy. Nobody can do that. Well, well, (laughs) you know what happened then. (laughs) I said, oh, is that a challenge I hear? (laughs) And, uh, And I'm sure he didn't mean it that way, but that's how I took it. And I said, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to visit every single state park. And I started off slowly. 
but that was my goal. And, and my time is up in July of next year. And, uh, and so my goal is to visit every single Oregon state park. Um, so I'll be visiting through every nook and cranny of the state of Oregon. And it's been incredible. It's been so much fun. And it's been interesting how it's changed from what I thought it was going to be to what it has evolved into. I was ready. I was ready to, I'm going to take my camera, my tripod. I'm going to work out for 20 minutes at each park because I didn't want to just go run out of the car, snap a picture of the sign, you know, and, and run back in my car and go to the next park. I wanted it to mean something. And so I thought I'm going to spend at least this many minutes at each park and I'm going to work out and I'm going to document it so that I have proof. And, uh, what happened is I realized as I went to the different parks, it became more about what that particular piece of land had to offer. It wasn't about lists and getting things done and crossing things off. It was about being in the moment. It was about being in that space and what that space and that energy had to tell me and what I could take with me from it. So I, I started arriving in, in parks where I just was in such awe of the beauty that all I could do really was sit. Sometimes all I could do was just sit and look and meditate and just be in gratitude, you know, and maybe take a half mile hike. And I thought, you know what? I feel complete. I feel complete you know, and, and move on to the next part. And then just, it just became this it, time to reflect, time to be quiet, time to disconnect because you're out in the middle of nowhere. So there's no social media or phones or anything. So yeah, it's become really, really interesting, you know, and then there's some that are a little more high energy. A, a few weeks ago, my daughter and I uh, went and camped. Uh, my husband was working. So my daughter and I went and we camped for three days and she loved it. It was her first experience for camping. And she loved the s'mores and she loved nature. And she just was having a blast. We visited 11 parks in those three days in central Oregon. So, you know, knock those off. <laughs> so, so just, just so you know, regarding the numbers, there's 197 of them and I still have a whole lot to go. <laughs> wow. But it's so exciting because I loved how you talked about that it wasn't about the checklist or about yes. just snapping the picture of the sign and just how it was being in the moment. I loved how you described that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that's really, it, it surprised me. It surprised me because I thought, oh yeah, I loved crossing things off lists. And then I thought, no, I'm doing a disservice to myself and to the space. Uh, because, you know, if, if you probably, you know this probably, but you know, a good portion of these parks are along the Oregon Trail. So there's such history there, you know, to sit there and, or to go to a park and to exercise for 10 or 20 minutes and not stop and think and notice about the pioneers that trailed through there and, and the whole thing would just be so sad. So it's, it's incredible. I love it. And I love that, you know, we get to be a piece of that history by visiting those parks. Yes. And creating your own history and memories with your family. I think that's amazing too. Mm hmm now let's go back to family and just, oh gosh, when you talked about that guilt thing, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I no. so resonated with that. What tips can you give about running your business and taking care of your family? Wow. I think uh, whether you have a business or not, whether you have, or it's the opposite, whether you just have a business, whether you just have family to take care of, whether you have both, in any situation, self-care is utmost importance. Whatever that means to you, you know, whatever that means to anybody, it, make that work. For some people, it's getting up and for me, it's having a ritual, right? Like a morning ritual. And so specifically for me is journaling. 
if I, if I go one to two days without journaling in the morning, I'm lost. I'm just, I'm just foggy and mushy and I'm lost. And, and I, that's become my practice. Uh, and to just wake up early, have time to myself, to have time to just meditate and write my journal. And I have to wake up early to do that because that's not going to magically happen with a five-year-old, right? So you, you need to make time for that. You need to plan it. And yeah, so some sort of whatever that means, whether it means you get up and you go running first thing, you get up and you do yoga, you get up and, you know, uh, write in your journal, what, whatever that may mean for you. I think some sort of ritual, some self-care ritual, whether it's in the morning or later in the day is of utmost importance because that keeps you balanced. That keep, that is a, such, it's a good time to sit and think, okay, this is what, this is the time and the energy that goes to my family today. And this is the time and energy that goes to my, my business today. And it's a little, it's easier to balance that way. It sounds like you have a great dynamic with your husband as well. It sounds like he's really supportive of your business ventures. And that's the feeling I get. What would you like to say about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't even mentioned him. He's cause he's just such a p- integral part of it, it. You know, I just f- assume that everybody knows that, but um, yeah, he's always, always been supportive and I'm very, very blessed. Very lucky. I, I realized to, to have that, that he also works from home. So he works from home and he's got his office. <laughs> so, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes one of us needs to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I get but that too. I, you know, like I'm heading to the coffee shop today. <laughs> you know? So uh, that definitely happens. But but yeah, he's so the, the plus to that is that it is a little bit easier to say, hey, I need to run out and go take care of this thing. Can you watch, you know, can you watch our, our child for today or for 10 minutes or whatever? So yeah, he's always been there. He's got, he's has, I like to bounce things off of him. Not that I listen to every single piece of advice he gives me, but, um, <laughs> but he does have a lot of good advice. I like to think he has a good brain and so, um, and a good heart and a very good heart. So it sounds like, it sounds like you guys make a great team. Yeah. So far, so good. It's been really good. It's been, it's been good. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, my daughter is about to start kindergarten. So, so that means that we'll have more time alone with each other. So that means probably means more time in the coffee shop for me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that you work well alone in a focused, like I can see, at least for me, I, I like to be alone and focused on what I'm doing unless I'm working with other people, but I have to be like really just by myself. I don't know. Do you find that for you? you? Oh my goodness. Yes, I do too. I feel like I need a good chunk of time alone. So what happens is, for example, we have an office that we share, but let's be realistic. That's not going to happen. Right. So I need to be in another part of the house when he's in the office. So if I kind of find my corner and settle in and decide that I'm going to work in, you know, at the kitchen table or whatever, and he comes in, I get, (laughs) I get up and I look and I'm like, no, you have your office. Go back to your space. This is my space, you know? Um, so yes, I very much need just my space and need to have all my things laid out in front of me and need to just work. And it works as well in the coffee shop with headphones or whether I'm listening to anything or not, you know, I can, but I do need that. Like you said, I need to just be alone. Otherwise I'll just get too chatty. I will. I'll just like, oh, yeah, let's have some more coffee. Let's chat. So how are things, you know? Well, this has been amazing. I absolutely loved hearing your story and just, 
I just feel like your students are so fortunate to be able to learn from you in so many ways besides the belly dancing. But I love how nurturing you are and just that you're so about transformation and being of service and being in the moment. So thank you so much for being on this podcast, Gina. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Annette. That's so sweet. Thank you for having me. And that concludes another MC Squared interview. And MC Squared for me stands for Mind Candy Conversation because I could talk about dance and business 24-7 and I absolutely love it, as you can tell, right? I would love to hear about how you started your business and you can go to annettebone.com forward slash 031 where you'll also find the show notes to this session that has all the links that I'm talking about. And it would be really appreciated if you could go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And that way I can continue improving the show as well as give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. In the meantime, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.